you're listening to Nothing Required, and I'm your host, Sarah Ann Rogers. This podcast was specifically created for the woman from whom life requires quite a bit. I hope that at the end of this quick 15 minutes, you feel a little bit lighter, that you breathe a little bit easier, and that you know a little bit more encouragement. I hope that these words honor you and the work that you are doing in the person that you are, for you are precious and treasured and incredibly important. At the end of each episode, there's a little takeaway meditation that I hope you can carry with you through your week. If you would like to connect with me, I'm on Instagram at at Sarah Ann Rogers, and you can also email me on my website at sarahannrogers.com. I would love to hear from you. We're going to go ahead and get started, so take a deep breath, relax those shoulders. For nothing in the next 15 minutes will be required of you here and now. In one of my very first counseling sessions, the sweet, soft-spoken woman across the room from me said, off the cuff, as a precursor to something else, which I've totally forgotten now, well, we know that you are a perfectionist. That phrase I did not forget. I called my husband on the way home and told him, she thinks I'm a perfectionist. I don't even remember his response. I sat in the hammock that evening and I quietly tried to process that day's session, and I found myself near tears. Something in me was responding so strongly to her calling me a perfectionist. It's something I've joked about before for years, you know, oh, I can be a perfectionist, but I don't think it's something I really truly sat with before this day, and I was so surprised at how much it bothered me. I've lived with perfectionists my whole life, and I never felt that I measured up to them. Their beds were always made with sharp angles, and there was never dust on the windowsill because they would prefer to read a novel like me. They were self-controlled people, and here I was in counseling. I was a ball of emotion, totally taken over sometimes. My house might be aesthetically pleasing, at least to me, but it's not symmetrical, and it's not perfect. Also, I've shared my struggles online for years. I wanted to yell as if she could hear me. Would a perfectionist do that? I was so frustrated. I think mostly I was affected because of how true it was in all of the ways I didn't expect. Perhaps externally it wasn't obvious to everybody else, but internally something in me clicked into gear when she said that. I've carried a distinct feeling for most of my life that I was probably failing just a little all the time and that I was never really going to measure up. As a result of that, sometimes I chased the idea of getting it right, of doing the right thing, whether that be parenting or homemaking or writing or working or creating. However, in other times, it just felt like it was sitting on top of me And I felt like I was never, ever going to measure up, that I had a sense that I probably couldn't, that life required more of me than I could give, and maybe God, too, looked at me and saw my insufficiency. Hello, my name is Sarah, and I am a recovering perfectionist. I've learned that your life doesn't have to look perfect for you to be in this club. If you're here, or if you're just an onlooker, welcome. 
take away what you will. Admitting our very human tendency toward perfectionism and however it plays out in each of us is part of our healing. There are all sorts of reasons for us to carry around a sense of failure, but I want to just acknowledge that it is common and the more honest we are about it, the more we can work through it. There were a lot of ways I could go with this, but maybe I will in the future. Today, I really just wanted to say one specific thing to any of you out there who feel like you're not measuring up a lot of the time. There is a specific truth that has helped me change my thinking and even my feelings around this. No matter how much we fail, whether it be real or perceived, it cannot detract from our value as people that God created on purpose. This is the truth that has sustained me. In other words, you are never a failure in the truest sense of the word. In the very beginning of the Bible, when God created the whole world, he called it good. He created the trees to be good and the water to be good and the sky and humanity. I don't need to point out that these things have dealt with sickness of both body and mind, but at the point of beginning, God intended and created good things without mistake, including me and including you. Of course, there's this tension we hold here because these truths don't ever eliminate our need for Jesus and what he did for us. But his purpose was always to restore us to that wholeness that God intended at the beginning, the goodness, because God made us to be whole and to be good. Do you need me to repeat that? God made you to be whole and to be good. That is his intention. Now, what does this have to do with perfectionism and feeling like a failure, you might ask? Good question. I think that the reason we take our inadequacies so hard, the reason we carry them so deeply and let them do horrible things like stop us from moving forward or speaking up or saying yes or finding rest is that it's so easy for these things to feel identity-level important. Maybe without realizing it, they even build themselves into our identity. Our failure or our success can define the way we feel about ourselves. It can define the allowance we give ourselves to rest or to pursue a dream. And it really can define the kindness that we extend to ourselves. But our identities are not built on our failures especially if we don't let them be. I promise that the more you build a solid sense of your identity, the less your sense of failure will stick with you. Of course, maybe the less your sense of success will stick with you too, but that's okay. Both failure and success are temporary. Our first identity is as a creator, creation of God. We carry the fingerprint of a good, gracious, just perfect God. I don't know. Maybe this is why we long for perfection. Maybe we should explore that another time. But when we accept what Jesus did for us and the way he came to redeem our failures and restore us to the ability to be close to God, then we are solidified in a whole new identity. The Bible says that in Jesus, the old is gone and the new has come. This means that our old selves that have to prove our worth by succeeding instead of failing, they are not the ones that rule us. 
This means that the new self that I can claim, the one who is loved as God's daughter and forgiven because of Jesus, is the truest self. So no failure can mess with our well-being. Failures might be a disappointment. They definitely can prove to be painful, but we don't have to carry them with us. We're more secure than that, right? You are. You get to be. It's a process going from feeling like a failure to owning your identity. Most things are a process, but I want to tell you it's worth the practice. It's worth reminding ourselves of what is true. And it's worth shaking off the failure as much as we can because we are well intended for wholeness and goodness. And Jesus can restore us to that in the process of our lives. It's almost time to move into our mini meditation moment. Each week, we're adding a meditation right at the end that we can hopefully carry with us throughout the week, return to when we're feeling tense or stress, a little meditation that will remind us of what's true and help us replace the lies that we can sometimes believe. Now here's how it works. I'm going to repeat it a couple of times. Hopefully you can take some deep breaths, possibly pause whatever you're doing, Think about all the areas that you might be carrying some tension in your body or your spirit and know that before God, we can release. We are safe to do so. We can open our hands and we can trust. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Take in a deep breath and release. Maybe open your hands, roll your shoulders out for a minute. Close your eyes, of course, unless you're driving, and listen. Here is our mini meditation for this week. My identity is not built on failure or success, but on all that God says about me and has done for me. Now sit in that a minute. Whatever it means to you, let it really settle into the deeper corners of your brain and your heart. I'm going to repeat it, and I hope that you can carry this with you as something that is most true. My identity is not built on failure or success, but on all God says about me and has done for me. For friends, God says a lot of good things about you. He says that you are good. He cares about you. He pursues you. And he wants to redeem and restore you. Let this be the most true thing about you. More than any failure, even more than any success. Have a wonderful week, friends, and we'll see you back here next Sunday evening.